0: Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. hey everyone welcome to another episode of living a full life this is the last one of 2023 i hope you guys had a great year today we're going to be talking about mental health moving forward into 2024 and the things you can do to live a healthy life uh as far as mental healthness, uh, me- mental wellness mental wellness is probably the most important thing you can focus on because it's the foundation to everything else when you have a level head you can then move forward and make level decisions, both physical, chemical, and emotionally moving forward. Uh, what a great year 2023 was. Thanks for tuning in to the Living a Full Life podcast. We have some great stats from this year. Buzzsprout does a cool thing, tells you your your stats for the year. We, we were listened to in 22 countries. I didn't know that. Who the who the heck's listening to us all over there? Um, that was great. Our top episodes, and you should probably go back and listen to these. These were the most downloaded ones we have. Number one was menopause. I I was surprised that. As a male, I was able to talk about menopause, but Doctor Lovely did such a great job on that uh, that one. Go back to that. We talked about some great things about menopause uh, from a natural, holistic uh, perspective, which was fantastic. Blue Zones was number two. That was one of my favorite ones. The Blue Zones about living longevity and a healthy life moving forward, and then inflammation, nerve plant, nerve pain, and the lymphatic system. So these are tips that I use to move forward into twenty twenty four and give you high value content. Uh, we grew 300% this year in listeners. That is that is pretty cool for our first year of a podcast. That's cool. We're in season two now, and let's get on with mental health into um, 2024. Some great stuff. I'm going to leave you with 10 great tips today. Mental health is is not as easy as listening to a 10-minute podcast. Mental health is something that has to be congruently worked on Uh, from a personal perspective. So we talked about things on on other mental health podcasts about uh, who to reach out to, uh, the healthcare system, all the things that we can do to seek help and uh, be supported. This podcast is about what you can do with yourself for mental health moving forward uh, forever, not just in 2024. So self-awareness is the number one thing you can do Uh, when it comes to your mental health. Understanding your emotions, your emotional triggers, and your stressors is the number one thing you can do. I guess we could just stop the podcast right there. But self-awareness is the first step towards managing your mental health effectively. And you have to be aware of not only the emotions that come up and when you feel those emotions, but trying to stop pause and understand where they're coming from and why they're happening. That's the tough part. These are the things we try and teach our kids growing up and uh, we may not be good at them as adults. So it's very hard to teach these habits and these lifestyles to our kids when we are, are having trouble doing them for ourselves. And it's tough. Our emotions and our, and being self-aware of that is a tough thing to do. So taking a moment or even let's say something happens emotionally, Or, or, or effectively. And then it happens and it goes down. And it, of course, it never ends the way you you like it to do. It could be in a fight. It could be anger. It could be sadness. It could be overwhelm. Sometimes you get so overwhelmed, you get overly emotional as well. You let that pass and then reflecting on it instead of ignoring it. That's what self-awareness is, even if it's in the future. That's the number one thing we can do for mental health. Number two is a healthy lifestyle. The things we've talked about probably on 50 of the 52 episodes that we've done this year is healthy lifestyle. A balanced diet, regular exercise, getting enough sleep. Uh, The physical health and mental health are so closely linked that we can't ignore the lifestyle things that we do from a day-to-day basis and, um, and expect different results. During the holiday season, things kind of fall, and I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Fall a little wayside. You sleep, uh, you end up staying up a little bit later. You mix and mingle. You get into a little bit of the alcohol, the sweets, the things that happen over the holidays. How do you feel? I'm going to tell you how I feel today. I feel tired. Just getting into that stuff. Just just starting the season like that and getting into it. Um, I feel tired. So that's what ends up happening to many of us. So number two, you know, healthy lifestyle. Is, is really important to focus on each and every day in order to facilitate a healthy mental lifestyle as well. Mindfulness mindfulness, and meditation. If you don't like the word meditation, all it means is self-reflection. self-reflection. Uh, practice mindfulness to stay present and to reduce stress. By keeping our stress down as much as we can, we avoid the anxiousness and the things that lead to mental overwhelm. So mindfulness exercises can help you manage anxiety and improve your overall mental well-being. Again, it takes time to practice this stuff. These things can be practiced within seconds or minutes. It doesn't require a gym membership or to sit there for an hour staring at a candle trying to meditate. All mindfulness means is taking a moment to breathe. Even just resetting your breath is being mindful, stopping for a second, turning away from the computer, and just practicing 10 breaths in and out. Deep and then out. Deep and then out. Don't have to time them. Doesn't have to be a new Guinness Book of World Records for how long you can hold your breath. It's just a matter of getting that rhythm of oxygen in and wastes out. That's That can be a mindful 30 seconds that we can do multiple times per day to just reset and ground ourselves. So number three, mindfulness. Number four, establish routines. Routines are... Are like programs for the brain. And once we get into routines, we get comfort from our routines. We get um, progress from our routines. Our, our neuro- neurology starts to adapt to our routines. We get comfort from that, knowing what's happening next. During the holidays and during breaks, people get frazzled, people get anxious because why? Their routines get broken. Now they have their kids for two weeks. Now they have um, daycares that are closed. Now they have the schools are closed. Now they have more more on their hands and it breaks the routine. And sometimes it translates into our children as well where they get frazzled as well because of breaking of routine. So routines are really important to maintain and just creating a constant seven-day routine that you have. On the weekends, it may just be a couple of things that you do regularly. Maybe it's a workout on Saturdays. Maybe it's going to church on Sundays. Whatever it may be, it could be a, just a regular routine that keeps happening. So routines, try and establish routines. A great exercise for this is writing it down. I'm still old-fashioned. I walk around with this book. It's my annual planner. It's the whole calendar year. I got a new one for 2024, and I walk around, and I have it bookmarked each week that I'm going to be getting tasks done. It's got work. It's got my top priorities, my personal priorities, my work priorities, and it's got my entire agenda right there written out each week because that's how I function. I got a lot of things going on and it creates a routine for me to write these things down. And then I try and tackle them each and every day. Do I get all 100 things done every day? No. But the things that I get done get scratched off and the things that have to be moved to tomorrow because time is done for the day, I move them to the top priorities for the next day to make sure that they get done. And it's amazing by the end of the week how many things do get done. So establish routines. And in the digital world, you don't have to walk around with a book like I do, like an old geezer. But uh, you can use it right in your phones, which is really cool. A lot of cool apps out there too. Even your, just your calendar is a fantastic tool on your phone. Set realistic goals. That's number five. Realistic is the key word in this. Realistic goals. If you keep listening to Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and television and the media, uh, winning Powerball in 2024 shouldn't be one of your goals. You can put it on there if you like, but realistic goals, realistic goals for 2024, realistic goals for each week, um, realistic goals for each year, what are you, what's achievable uh, and how do you get there and how can you reverse engineer to create the steps to get to those goals? And in a family life, realistic goals may be a healthier year, uh, less sickness, less um, uh, better education, you know better academic results, um, the financial, spiritual, emotional, whatever goals you're trying to reach, setting those goals and having attainable goals is is the realistic portion of setting them. By setting goals, we create neural synapses in our brain where we create something fantasy or dream wise and try and make it reality by putting it down on paper or in thought. And by doing that, you manifest certain accountability and certain progress in your life that starts to attract the right help into your life to attain those goals. Maybe, maybe your goal for 2024 20, is healthier. Life for the entire family, just a healthier year for every member of your family in your household. And by just setting that intention and starting to focus on the little things—diet, exercise, clean—you know, cleaner food—you um, start to talk about diet, exercise, cleaner food. And then you start to have conversations with other people about diet, exercise, and cleaner food. And then you start to attract new people into your life that enjoy exercise, diet, and cleaner food. And those things start to create a community. And then that's how we help support each other to move towards our goals. That, that's the cool way of intention and creating that. So by setting these goals, it sounds funny, but we're like, well, of course, we always want good health. Why should I set that as a goal? Well, if you've had a rough year, like many people have, many families went through a lot of respiratory issues this year. I don't know about you, but the sinus stuff and the respiratory stuff was a lot. And I saw a lot of families struggle with this reoccurring infections, reoccurring sicknesses. And they're like, what do we need to do to fix this? I've had patients get up and move to a different state because of mold, because of reoccurring infection at the workplace, reoccurring, whatever it is. That's how serious these people take their health, that they were going to get up and move to a different state with a drier climate to get away from it. And I supported them 100%. Why not? Of course, you have to be healthy to enjoy your life. So set those realistic goals. Here's some new stuff for the for the next tip number 6 is social connections. I want you to just kind of put that in the back of your mind and and 2024 is going to be about community. So you can be ahead of the game by maintaining healthy relationships and social connections. When you make a connection with someone, don't just think it's going to be another pass by connection try and spend an extra moment with that and connect somebody. Give them your cell phone number, maybe send back and forth a text message, maybe give an email address, something that you stay connected with the social engagements that you have this year. You'd be surprised how your network may grow a little bit and you may build some friendships out of that as well. So these are really important things for our overall mental health is social connections. And by doing that, just taking one step further. Well, How can you do a bunch of things 1% better. People always say, I want to do a lot better. I want to get 100%. I want to be perfect. Those things are tough. But when you set goals to grow by 50% or 100%, those are huge goals. But how about growing by 1%? How can you do one thing 1% better? Pretty simple, isn't that? And that could be something like, hey, let me, here's my card or here's my email. So let's stay in touch. And all it takes is one response back and forth. And then you've got a great connection that moves forward. Boundaries. Number seven, solid. This is a solid key. Write that down. Memorize this one. Set solid boundaries in your life. You have to maintain healthy boundaries in both personal and professional relationships. Know when to say no and prioritize your well-being uh, in 2024. it's Boundaries go a long way. Don't let people cross them. Don't flex them. Don't bend them too much because that's where we give our mental health away to others and we we are left with picking up the pieces afterwards. So if anyone's been burnt out, um, you know how it feels, and it's all because of boundaries. I, I'm telling you this from self experience that if you push your boundaries, you're going to get exhausted. Uh, limit stressors. Identify sources of stress in your life and work towards minimizing or managing them. This may involve reevaluating commitments or finding new coping mechanisms. So you gotta identify where these stressors are coming from—broad things like work or family—stressing you out. You gotta you gotta narrow what it is about it. What is it about family? Let's be honest. I got three kids. They can be stressful with all the things that you need to do and all the things you need to juggle and all the things. What is it about it that's stressing you out? Is it that you're burnt out and you have nothing left to give in the evening to your to your children? By addressing that and acknowledging that, you're like, wow. I am burnt out and that's why at the end of the day, I have nothing left for them and they still demand so much more because they're kids and they deserve all of you, don't they? So by doing that, you can maybe shuffle or rearrange some things to leave you with a little bit more energy. For me, this may sound counterintuitive and I did this in 2023 and I've been continuous with this for seven straight months is waking up at 5, 5.15 in the morning and getting my workout out and you're like, wait, hang on Rico. You said you want more energy at nighttime, but you're waking up earlier. How does that work? The consistency the consistency of adding exercise to my life this year has been monumental. I forgot about how much I missed it and how I, I used to be a gym rat. And over the years, I've, I've stepped away. And it's been huge for us this year. For me, this year, my energy has been up. My mood has changed. I'm happier more most of the time. And Uh, I've gained nine pounds of lean muscle mass on my body. We've been measuring this uh, because the gym is fun. Again, I go there and I push it and the weights keep increasing and the strength keeps increasing. The reps keep increasing. And it's been fun to watch um, that happen as well from a from a physical perspective. So but the mental benefits have been have outweighed everything else. And I'm going to continue doing that forever. I think I'm going to add this to the rest of my life. It's been absolutely fantastic. And I forgot how great it was because I took a few years away from it. So limit the stressors. And again, seek professional help. We talked about this in the last mental health um, podcast. We did probably about six months ago. Seek professional help. There's no shame in going out there and asking professional mental health professionals uh, or a therapist or a counselor for some help. It, It goes a long way. And It's okay if you don't match with the first one that you meet. Move on to the next one. Uh, Since 2020, health professionals have uh, filled their books. They have been overwhelmed and busy themselves with clients seeking this. I think that's because people have finally said, you know what? I need help, which is absolutely wonderful. So make sure that you start seeking for them because it may take a few weeks to get in with some of them. And then once you find one you like, pre-book your appointments for the rest of the year so that you're locked in. and it could be a frequency that works for you. There is no right or wrong answer when it comes to mental health. It could be every week. could be every month. It could be every eight weeks. Who knows? Your counselor will help you with that. Uh, there's no shame in looking and seeking for professional help. Tip number 10, take breaks. Please take breaks. The days are long. The days are long, but the years are short. You've heard that before. If you have kids, you definitely know how that feels. The days are long. The days are short and the, and the weeks are short, the years are short. Uh, it goes by fast, but take breaks when you need them, whenever you need them. And it could be a quick walk. It could be just getting away from the desk. It could be a bunch of things, but take breaks, engage in activities that you enjoy, make time for things you enjoy. The gym for me this year was just, I knew I had to go, I got to get moving. I got to do something and it turned into be fun. And I now enjoy it. I, I, I'll go to the gym four days a week to lift heavy and I also do cardio those days as well. And I do one or two days a week cardio at home, either on the bike or go for a quick jog. It's just part of my life now. I need it. It works. And once you start to to build these habits and create these routines, they snowball into needing and wanting these routines because it becomes your happy place. It becomes your safe place and it decreases anxiety. It's absolutely wonderful. So engage in the things that you like, do things you love um, that can be power, and those things can be a powerful stress reliever. Pickleball, sports, whatever it is that you enjoy, get into it, get back into it, and make uh, make this next year a different year. Limit screen time. I want the entire world to limit screen time. Disconnect from your notifications. Disconnect from the emails. Disconnect from the messages. The average person gets thirty notifications a day that distract them, and each distraction can avoid can create one minute to 14-minute distractions. Now, you add this all up, 30 notifications times 10 minutes. uh, I mean, it's 300 minutes. That's, That's a lot. It's hours every day, six hours a day that we're being distracted from what we need to get done. So I don't think we're working smarter. I think we're all just working harder. So one of the things to do is just get away from these screens. Get away from them make time to just get away from them, limit them, limit them for your kids. Screen time is actually getting more and more toxic for everyone, for everyone. We'll get into a, we'll get into a social media podcast uh, soon. I've been talking to a lot of mental health therapists and some uh, psychology majors. And the the stats are alarming on what's happening to our brains and what's happening from a social perspective perspective, from sociology perspective, is we're becoming less and less um, considerate of one another, less empathic to one another. We're losing empathy. Uh, that's another podcast for another time. So just, and that's the direct link because of screen time. And lastly, pra- practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness. I think uh, the last couple of years have been great from a social perspective of everyone saying, hey, be kind. That That's Transcended through many, many different communities. I hear it all the time. It's a beautiful message to be kind to to one another. But what about being kind to yourself and understanding your limits? It'll go a long way. Accept that everyone has challenging times, even for you, and it's okay to not be perfect. That's been tough for me to tell myself, "Hey, man, you're not perfect," uh, but I'm accepting that, and it's it's a great it's a great thing. So please consider your mental health starting this, this very moment, some of you do such a great job, but some of you, you know, this may have hit home. You'd be like, you know what? Yes, this is the year for me. Well, that's great. Then this was great timing for it. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for staying in touch with us. This has such, been such a blessing to do this because uh, you get to, to influence and help people. And the questions that come from this are amazing. And a lot of these podcast ideas come from you now, because you guys are like, you should talk about this. And Uh, It's been great. And then what I do is a little bit of research, talk to some professionals first and and then get it or try and uh, do a screen share with them and have them on here. So we'll have some more new guests next year. Wanted to wish you all a wonderful holiday season and uh, the best happy new year you've ever had. Uh, Stay well, take care of yourselves, and treat yourself the best you possibly can. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.